Hi, I'm Sandy Powell. Welcome to the Roundtable. I am um, just happy to be here to share some good information. Um, I'm I'm excited about this this word that I have today. I'm a, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing, but it's okay. It's all good. I'm just trying to get my shoe to not touch my foot. But uh, welcome to this segment. Um, I thought about this scripture. I was listening to uh, an interviewer. She was doing an interview um, and asking a question to just random people. She was just asking, like, if you were to die today, like, where do you think you're going to go, heaven or hell? And of course, you know, no one sees themselves in hell. So everybody was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. And so her question would follow up with, well, why do you think you're going to heaven? Like, what makes you qualified to go to heaven? And um, their thing was, I'm a good person. Or, you know, God is not that kind of a God that he would not do this. You know, he would not send people to hell. When you die, do you think you're going to go to heaven or hell? Good question. Um, I think I will go to heaven. I don't, I don't think I've done something that bad in my life that I would go to hell. I also think that like people that go to hell are only the ones that actually did like murders and stuff like that. I don't think like for doing simple sin it means I'm going to hell. So I think everybody will be going to heaven, hopefully. Okay, you? Um, I think I'm going to go to heaven, and I think everyone personally will go to heaven. Uh, you just have to make amends with God. Yes. God will always forgive you for everything. So if you did commit any sins in your life, I think God will be very forgiven. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to heaven. Oh, you believe you're going to heaven? I got you. How about you? I'm going to heaven. Heaven? Heaven? All right. Why do you think you're going to go to heaven? Because I'm a good person, and I know I have a lot of sins, but I, I'll make sure I clean those sins, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how to clean your sins? Take a shower, clean yourself, and then go to church, and then pray a lot. There you do, hey, there you go. Take care of yourself. Do you know Jesus personally? No, but I know it's me. So do you think you go to um, heaven by your own works, basically, kind of? I feel like if you just believe... Because there's a lot of people that just walk around, don't believe Jesus and God and everything. And they just, they're going to hell. I don't, I don't, I don't understand, but it's fine. Everybody believes what they want to believe. Just listening to, and it was a lot of young people, listening to their words brought me to a place of sadness. And I'm just thinking they have no idea, you know, that, that, Eternal life is a choice, and it's not automatic. I mean, you have to do what the Word says, which is, choose ye this day whom you'll serve. And somehow or another, we're thinking, in this particular instance, they were thinking that God was going to 
override their will and just put them in heaven or allow them to be in heaven just because he's a God of love without understanding that he had made provision with his son, Jesus, that we have to make a choice. And so it just kind of touched me there. And then when I was thinking about that, just thinking about uh, uh, the believer and the life of a believer and why it's important for us to have a righteous life standard in which we exemplify before people, you know, and I and I say this because people combat this type of teaching that we have to do it right because there's so many people watching that get thrilled on what we display as believers and somehow feel like they're good to go in the condition in which they are. So when I was listening to that, of course, you know, I'm doing the show. Luke uh, uh, 6 chapter came up. Luke 6 and starting with the, uh, well, Luke 6 and 46 came up. But I went back and read the scriptures before that. So I'm going to start at 43. But there is a responsibility to the people of God when it comes down to how we walk this thing out. And don't fool ourselves. People should not fool themselves to think that we can do it any way we want to do it. And God's just going to be accepting of that. Especially when we know better, when we have an understanding of the word of God and we still choose just because we don't want to release lifestyle or, 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 or ways sins and and things that are not pleasing to the Lord we want to hold on to those things we think that God just is accepting I made a statement one time that God's silence doesn't mean he's accepting because God is hasn't uh dealt with us in a situation or about something that we are doing doesn't mean that he's accepting of it and this is the stuff that we as believers we have been taking uh for granted the grace that God has granted to us. And so I'm just going to start right here in, um, in verse 43 of the sixth chapter of Luke. Um, just so that we can, can understand that we have a, 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 an obligation as believers to walk circumspectly before the Lord, before the people that there is a line of, of accountability for us to walk. Uh, it, it says, woe to the stumbling block or woe to the one who, who gives the wrong impression, the stumbling block. And, you know, you don't want to be that because that's where God says he's going to deal with the stumbling block. And sometimes I think that our young people or just people that don't know the true way of God I think they're misled because we aren't doing it right all the time we're not we're not exemplifying the righteousness of Christ we're not exemplifying his love we're not exemplifying his statutes and his standards and people get messed up thinking they're good people that when God calls us 
filthy rags without Christ. We're filthy rags. You know, our good is, is, is dirty and torn and not anything but a rag. And so how does that now qualify to enter into heaven when he calls it dirty rags? And so this popped in my head. Let me just go with the scripture. The it, it says here, a good tree, this is verse 43. It says a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from gramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart or treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. This is the uh, NLT version. I love the NLT version because it breaks down the King James version in layman terms. I just want, I recommend it to the young people. NLT, get it, get an understanding. If we don't understand that this is in the thusis. But this scripture here says, a good tree can't produce bad fruit. In other words, I, as we as believers that are, that we have the heart of God, that we're, we're professing to have the heart of God, the mind of Christ. We're governed by the Holy Spirit. This is what we're saying. How is it that we now walk out evil? How is it that we're able to now produce fruit of evil? How are we able to now display before the world evil when we are making the profession that God is our head of my life? That's our thing. He's the head of my life. Um, and then we find ourselves intentionally doing that which is evil in the sight of the Lord and don't feel the conviction to make that correction. When the word of God says here, a good tree can't, can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't, can't produce good fruit. We have to know that you, a tree is, and that second part, a tree is identified by its fruit. In other words, you, if you are a apple tree, don't come looking for oranges on the, on that tree. We are what we produce. We say it. We are what we produce. So if out of you flows corruption, um, you know, and we don't have to name all of the things that we do that we know God ain't pleased with. You know what the thing is. You know, every time the Holy Spirit convicts your heart, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't, you know, you know, my, the biggest thing I see now is just uh, people like to corrupt other people. Oh, the, the enemy is out recruiting like nobody's business. They corrupt other people. They bring their poison, their their bitter stories, their bitter uh, woes to other people to to corrupt. But out of that person that does that. It says that you can't be considered good because this is what you're doing. You're producing bad fruit. Go down to verse. Uh, this is where my main verse is. 45 says a, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. When you're a good hearted person, that's why somebody says, I'm a good person. But out of you flows evil. You have to check that. 
That's something we got to get in line. We got to find ourselves looking at ourselves, examining ourselves. If we examine ourselves as much as we examine other folk, we'd be good. If we examined ourselves, looked in the mirror, called out our flaws and our shortcomings as much as we can sit and 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 crucify someone else. If we did that, if we put the same um standards to ourselves that we put to other people, I believe we could have a much better world. Because then we'll find ourselves being a better person, producing more uh t- producing better fruit and not walking in the corruption that we're walking in. But we're so easily, easily, and there's a, a part of the scripture that talks about in uh, further up about the 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 uh taking the 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 beam out of my eye. You know, you trying to pull the the little the little stick that's in my eye while a whole beam sits in your eye. You you have more fault than what you're trying to pull out of me. <clears throat> do the work home first. Find out what you need to do as a better person. This scripture here is 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 getting us to examine ourselves. We are pre- producing before people a lie. Like the the fig tree that 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 Jesus came upon that he wanted to 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 get uh, nourish, nourishment from. The tree had a falseness about it. Uh, it's sitting there with leaves and it looks full and it looks like it's ready. It has fruit on it. And then when Jesus gets there, all it has is the look of a tree that's producing. But it had nothing on it. It had nothing that would that would be nurturing. And so for that purpose, it was cursed because why you're deceiving. And so sometimes that's the thing where the world is being deceived because of the display that we do. We have a, a demonstration of righteousness that is giving people a false sense of being right with God and they're not. Because we're comparing, sometimes we compare Un- unrighteous people to unrighteous people but when we set our standards to the standards that God has for us we won't find ourselves comparing that we won't be demonstrating I should say the the false uh appearance of righteousness you know this mind that's in Christ being me see I'm going to think differently I I won't I won't look at it as people who mean me wrong I won't try to feel like I have to do them, get the, get back at them. I'll find myself in a, with a prayer life for people who do me wrong. That's how you know there's a change being made. In. That's how you know that there's there's good fruit in you or, in you or coming out of you. Because you could do the, the way the world say do it, but you, you choose. See, I make a choice. You know, it, the the word of God says, choose you this day whom you serve. Choose good and not evil. You know, there's always the presentation of evil, the wrong thing to do, say, or be. Choose, though. And here in the scripture, it's, it's, just, it's just so illuminated to me that I, 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 I want us to understand that. And verse 46 goes right there. He says, so why did you keep calling me Lord? See, this is. This is Christ. Why do you keep calling me Lord when you don't do what I say? This is the part about, 
you know, uh, we, we as believers, this is the thing we got to look at. You know, we we say, you know, he's the head of my life. He's he's Lord of my life. He's my Lord and my savior. He said, but why do you keep calling me Lord? It's like he's not baffled. He's not baffled, but but why do you keep pretending? I'm going to take a sip. Why do you keep pretending that I am your Lord when you don't even hear my voice? Why do you keep acting like I'm the head of your life when you don't do as I say do? Why do you keep calling me a uh, savior when you could possibly be lost? This is this is the thing about what we we got to look at. You know, when this this particular scripture is being said, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? There's a reason why he's calling that out, because there's a disconnect someplace. It's like some if somebody child that, that's not my child keeps running up to me saying, hey, mommy, mommy. I'm like, baby, you, you know, you, I'm, I'm not your mommy. Mommy, mommy, baby, I'm sorry. You, you cute. You know, you're probably a very nice little person, but I'm not your mommy. And so it's 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 a little you know you look at a child like you're a little confused and I believe that's what the this scripture is saying, you know you're confused, you don't know that I'm not your Lord. You're calling me that with your mouth, but your actions, your your words, your demeanor, your mindset says something totally different. I am not your Lord. Just like little you know a little child that come up to me, I'm not your mommy. Uh, you know, uh, as much as I would like to be just to make you feel good or, or maybe to, you know, give you that that security, because I think that's what our father is. You know, he wants us to be. But when it's not that, when that's not the relationship, it's like, why are you calling me Lord? Why are you calling me something I'm not? He's, and when you don't even do what I say, he says here, verse seven, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me listens to my teachings and then follows. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on a solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it's well built. It's assured. He says basically the relationship with him and 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 a believer should be so solid, is so deep that when the floods come, it doesn't move the foundation. That when things happen, that you still rest upon the rock. But that's not our world. That's not sometimes what the believers are exemplifying in our world nowadays. I can't. He cannot be our Lord if if when the first piece of uh, of, of troubles come, we revert back to being an old creature. We revert back to the old man. Now I'm, 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 now I can cut somebody out again. No, I have to cast down those imaginations. I am now in on a solid foundation with my Lord. I just can't be pulled to any and everything. Even when they come at me and, and, or come at my children or whatever, I have to remember that my foundation lie on Christ. That I'm solid, it's deep, it's not shallow. I don't get washed away with every 
every little uh, uh flood that comes the the water i feel it i feel the the the, the persecution i feel the, the 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 attacks i feel the adversities i feel it but it doesn't affect my foundation i'm solid christ is my rock for him i live for him i die and you stay in place you don't get washed away with every in, in some cases wind of doctrine Sometimes you get washed away with the words of other people. Sometimes, and, and this is the part that's the saddest. I'm going to take a sip of water. This is the part that's the saddest. That Christian believers can find ourselves liking or not liking people based on someone else's opinions. Someone else's interaction with somebody somebody I mean because if that's the case you know to me that is the epitome of shallow shallow waters it doesn't take anything to move you boom 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 easily the little trickle come down come down the way you get moved easily no foundation we don't we don't we don't even try we don't even try to hear the voice of God. We get moved so simply by the words out of people's mouths. And this is the thing. Most of the time, the, the person you're uh, having an issue with, that you don't really have an issue with them. You got an issue with something else, but you have the tendency to try to get people to move based off the words, or you get moved based off the words of someone else. Well, I didn't know that. So I, so now you shifted. This is believers. We're not, our foundation is not deep. We're like little uh, lily pads. You know, lily pads are surface plants. <laughs> little lily pads sit up on the water and just float around. Just, if the, if, if, if the river take them, they all go down the river. Little lily pads. As opposed to being what I call a palm tree. Roots are deep. The, 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 the tree may get bent from, you know, because you find most of the time palm trees are in like tropical areas. But how many know tropical storms come through tropical areas? Now, why a palm tree in a tropical area still stands? Because of the root of it. The root is not shallow. And here in the scripture it says here, he says, uh, I'll show you <laughs> what it's like when someone comes to me. Like he gave us an example here in verse 47 because sometimes we get it confused when we think that we're in Christ. He says here, excuse me, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me. Listen to my teaching and then follow it. He says it's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on a solid rock. When the flood waters rise and breaks the house, see, the floodwaters come and breaks the house. Comes up against the house and just pounds it. He says here, it stands firm because it's well built. It doesn't move. And this is the thing about being uh, a person in Christ. When you have the fruit, you know, you're not just talking. You're not just running your mouth. You know, you're not a you're not a a, a believer about words. Because some people they just believe about words. But as soon as 
the child, the trials and the tribulation come. As soon as the fire is testing their waters or testing their, they, they, they crumble. They, it burns up. There's nothing to what they say because they fold. And here he's saying, when you have a deep relationship with him, when you are solid with him, it's deep and it's set upon a rock. It doesn't go anywhere. No matter what comes against it, it's going to stand because why? It's well built. It's not just lip service. But this is the time that we need to be out of lip service. This is not a day and age with lip service. Lip service is not going to get you anywhere. Lip service will get you to the gate or get you to the heaven's uh, uh, gates and find you being told, no, you can't enter in. I never knew you. This, if, if ever there was a time where I'm pleading with the body of Christ is now. Is to is for us to to take and examine our tree. Make sure we have good fruit. Make sure that we have fruit, and it's the fruit of God. It's the fruit from our Lord, because a lot of us are just not a lot of us. Take that back. Throw it away. Some of us are just presenting a tree. It looks like it could carry good fruit. It looks like, you know, that's the part to get in there. So I think I'm a good person. Okay. You can think that all you want to, but unless you are following the plan of God, unless you are walking out God's word, unless it's the mind of Christ and the heart of God and the Holy Spirit leading and guiding, good person is not going to make it. And it's only a matter of time when the storm comes. If your foundation is not deep, and or set upon the solid rock, the house will be lost. He says here that this house, because it's built uh, deep and on upon a rock, he says when those things came, it stood because it was well built. 49 says, but anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground. Surface. Surface people. No, no depth to him. He said, "You in order, in order." He said, "Let me tell you what I need for it to be when you, when you connected to me. It's got to be deep, deep, and set upon a rock." But when you are in the opposite of that, he says here, "And anyone who doesn't obey is like a person. When you don't obey, when you don't obey, what? Because we just declare we can just do whatever we want, and this still heaven is our home." When you don't obey what? God's principles, God's standard, and God's law. When you don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct. When we don't uh, surrender our will to the Lord. When we don't allow the mind of Christ to be in us. He says here, it's like a person who builds a a house right on the ground. It doesn't take anything to move it. A, 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 a certain amount of water that's flooding will move even a house that doesn't have a good foundation. Without a, he says he was, he says who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. Any good builder would tell you it, and if you're going to build, you got to put it on a foundation. As you're looking for it, it to be corrupt, the ground shifts. It can just be, it can be lost to that. Soon as the ground underneath it moves a little bit without a foundation, 
that house is going to get uneven. It's going to get, if, if it has some wash away under it, it's going to get washed away. The house is going to tilt, bend, break, crack, all of these things because it has no foundation. We have to. We have to have standards. Standards are foundations. Principles are foundations. God's law and 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 uh, 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 standards are foundation. All of these things are things we stand upon. That's why we can't be so easily given into what man says or what he thinks or how he feels. We can't give into that as believers. We have to be able to say, but this is the standard. This is the foundation. This is what God says. And be holding fast to that. Don't matter if they don't like us about it. It doesn't matter. We have to hold that foundation. Our fruit, when they come up to it, should be picked. We should be able to have something to give to people that's good for them. So people don't go around thinking they can just be a good person and go to heaven. No. You're not going to just be a good person and go to heaven. You have to do it God's way. Well, I just want to be, you know, I just let people live their lives. Some people live in their lives, but their lives are going to end at some point, And then there's eternity. So we can be consumed with letting people just enjoy these 70, 80, 90, even maybe years the way they want to. But at some point, there's an answer. Some point we all have to answer to the Lord about what we wanted to do with our lives. And if our lives haven't been turned over, if we haven't confessed Christ as our Lord and our Savior, the moment we do that, I guarantee this, the moment you give your life to Christ and surrender your will, all of the little plans that you got saved up in your phone will go to the left. Everything you said, well, uh, this is what I'm going to do this no matter what. Because once God is ahead of your life, when he speaks to do something else, you will follow. So once you confess Christ as your Lord, your life is not your own. You bought with the price. You have been bought and paid for because you were once slave to sin. To, to the enemy. Christ came and redeemed us. That means he purchased us. He bought us. So you, you never belong to yourself. I guess if you think about it, you never really belong to you. You either belong to the enemy or you're bought by Christ. See, if I'm going to be slave to somebody, I'm going to be slave to a good master. I'm going to be slave to God Almighty. The one who has the power to kill body, mind, and soul. All of that. I'm going to be slave to him over the enemy who has a designated time and a designated place to be destroyed. I'd rather give my life and solely live for him because I know his plan for my life is good. It's, it's without sorrow. It's going to bring joy in the end. This part, last part of the scripture here says here, when the when the floods sweep, sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. That's what happens when we build our, uh, our home or our, in this case, what we think, what we believe, our life, my plans, my thoughts, my ways on a ground with no foundation. 
when we are when we are uh, uh, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, we become slave to him. I know folk don't like that word, but it's all good. It's all good. Some of y'all slave to your car, slave to your job, slave to your children, slave to your husband, slave to uh, a bottle, slave to uh, uh, anything. Some of us, we, we slave to, to, to all kinds of things. Money. Some of us slave to money. But when we say slave to Christ, we did. Well, ain't got to be all that. It's got to be all that. It takes all of that. Subjecting ourselves to him and him alone. Being a slave to Christ, I'd rather. My foundation is solid. It's deep. It's in him. And it's built upon him. And my fruit, my fruit is displayed and it shows this world that my, my, my Lord and my Savior is more capable of sustaining us. That's what we, that's what we do when we display the, the love of God, when we display his kindness, when we display his authority. Even that, when we display his authority, we show the world a better and a more excellent way. That part, we have to be prepared to display him in every aspect. When with boldness, we need to be bold. We don't have to take that. When we, when it's time to be uh, loving kind, loving kindness, he always says, "Loving kindness will, will he draw?" He uses loving kindness to bring people about. There's a time and a place for it. There's a time for a rebuke. Even in the rebuke, we should be. It should be done because I love you. I don't want to see you falter and fail. And when it's done correctly, you'll be able to see. You'll be able to see that this is done with the love of God. Even when you're being chastened. My mama chasing me a lot. I know she loved me. My grandkids, I love them more than you can even imagine. But when it's time to, uh, to take care of business, I know how to take care of business. Yep. With love. Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. And they know it. They know the difference. And they have no fear of me because they know grandma love them. But they know if they step to the left, grandma's going to deal with the matter. And it's the same thing with our father. We have got to get to a place where this world sees another, another, another tree, another fig tree, a, a, a fruitful fig tree, a fruitful apple tree, a fruitful orange tree. That they see the fruit of us, the love of God coming through us. They see the discipline, because this is another thing. We, we're just not disciplined in our walk because we want to be able to live our own lives. Here you are supposed to be slave to God, and you want to live your own. What slave gets to live their own life? This, I just want to know that part. <laughs> but some of y'all wouldn't have made it back then anyway. You, you don't get to make your own choices when you are bought by, because we like that song, uh, uh, I'm redeemed, bought with the price, but we don't want to be bought. We want to we wanna be owned by God, dance with the devil. It doesn't work like that. And this is why I think a lot of people are confused about, are they going to heaven? Because we're confused about our foundation of who we are as believers, 
We have got to wake up. It's a wake up call. I don't know how else to do it, but I'm just going to do what the father keeps telling me. Cry loud, spare not. Cry loud, spare not. One day, you know, these type of uh, shows, these type of maybe all people have one day when 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 enemy gets done with this world. Teachings like this will be so valuable and so wanted because the world is going to only give you what is not going to get you uh, to, to be with your father in heaven. There's going to be a time, and I don't know if it's in my lifetime, I don't know if it's in your lifetime, but all I know is this, one day the word of God is going to be totally fulfilled, and there'll be a time when the word of God will not be popular. We're, I believe we're already at the break of that anyway. The word of God is not popular. People would rather not hear the true word of God as opposed to being offended in their flesh. And now we got people thinking they can just go to heaven. I'm a good person. I'm just going to go to heaven. God's not going to do that to us. He's too loving. He's too loving just to let people go to hell. You don't think he loved his son? You don't think he loved his son? That he allowed to be sacrificed so that we could at least acknowledge what he has done? How ungrateful can we be to think that we cannot acknowledge his gift of his son's sacrifice. We just going to bypass him and go to heaven anyhow. But if that was the case, why did Jesus have to do this? Why didn't we just all go to heaven anyhow? Because God loved us. God so loved the world. I hear you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I hear you. God is love. I hear you. All of these things. The, the, the people of Noah's time, he loved them. Not a, only eight of them survived. Because he said he loved the world. Were they not a part of the world? They were. Guess what? Perished. Come on, children of Israel. You crossed the Red Sea. Then you, you went off to the deep end and built you a... Uh, a, a God that you can worship. And he lets the, the, gr the ground open up and swallow. He loved you still because he, he, he saved you from Egypt. And then when you lost your way, because your choices were bad, he allowed the earth to swallow you. <laughs> the men to go and rid the camp of those who were disobedient. Come on a little bit forward. Because I said that's Old Testament. Come on in the New Testament. God loves us all. Each and every one of us. There's not a person that was born. That God didn't love. Or doesn't love. But there's a time. And, and whenever the Lord said. He's going to come. God is going to give Jesus the time. Because Jesus doesn't know when he's coming. God is going to give Jesus the time to return and gather the church and to take us away. And those who are left behind, those who, who are not 
in Christ Jesus will be left behind, but he still loves them. Once he does his final judgment, God is love all the way through that. He never changes. He says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. God is love, but there'll be those who will be lost to the lake of fire. During that time, God is still love. So this thing that we have in our mind that God is love, that he won't do these things, he's not doing anything. He gave us a, a way of escape. Are we taking it? Are we utilizing it? People, get it out of your mind that you're good enough to go to heaven. You need Christ. You need to accept him. You need to repent first for the sins. Accept his grace and allow him to extend to you the eternal life. But you can't bypass him. You can't act like you don't. You ain't doing anything wrong. You have to acknowledge it. We have to have good fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad one can't produce good fruit. Good fruit comes from a good tree. <laughs> we should have good fruit because in us, the Holy Ghost. He lives and he dwells here. And when we have the mind to follow after Christ, when we have that mind of Christ, we will follow after him and we will produce good fruit. And until then, we're just fooling ourselves. We're like that, that, that we build the house on a, on the ground with no foundation. Going to be washed away one day. So I, my rant today was just to say, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself, people. We need Jesus. We need the Lord. He's our Savior. We have to acknowledge him in all of our ways. We have to make sure our foundation is Christ. Don't be fooled with these little cute, little cutesy sayings. You know, I'm a good person. God is love. Grace is it. Grace is there. Yes, it is. But if you don't make a confession and repent and accept you can be lost. And that's all I'm saying. Don't let the enemy fool you with these little umbrellas that's, that, that you feel like is keeping the rain off of you when the flood is coming. If the flood is coming, the little umbrella that he handed you is going to be a waste of time. You're going to get washed away because you have no foundation, because you don't have a root. Your, your, your little house is built on the ground with no foundation and 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 the and the trickery that the enemy's putting out there is gonna get a lot of people washed away. We think we're fooling people, and that's good. Well you can fool me. That's what's that little saying? You can fool some of the people some of the time, you can fool all the people some of the time, but you can never fool God. God is never fooled by what we do. Our little mouth services, our little lip services. I love the Lord. He said, you can't love me and hate your brother. So that's another checkpoint for us. See, that's, that says we don't have a foundation. He says, this, even this, he says, when, when we, when we uh, 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 speak ill of each other, we can't do that and feel comfortable about ourselves and be good. 
you never justified. I, I I know people feel like, well, I'm justified to feel this man. I'm, he says, I ain't going to sin not. See, if we ain't check, self-checking these things, then you're fooling your, your foundation. You got a house that's built on the ground with no foundation. You're going to find yourself lost. He says, I, I, some folks going to get told, I never knew you. You And you think you did all these, they helped these people, did this, that, and the third. You did nothing. It was a waste of your time because I never knew you. All because we want to pretend to be something we're not. He says, "He says if, 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 why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? You know, when I tell you to hush your mouth, you don't hush your mouth. Why? Why you call me Lord, Lord, when you when you constantly uh, belittle people, when you constantly tear at people, when you constantly uh, run your mouth about things that are evil? He says, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say when I say hush? That part. Well, I'm justified because this happened. Now I'm hurt. I'm just then out of there. You cannot be good and bad. I got a, a lot of things that I, I need the Father to forgive me for. So I'm not holding anybody hostage to anything. Folk that I ain't holding nobody hostage to anything. Hear my words. If you ever see this, I'm not holding. If you did me wrong, I'm good. If if I did you wrong, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I, I truly am sorry. I'm not holding anybody to anything. Because I, in me, I know that I need the Lord to forgive me for mine. So I'm not holding anybody against theirs. So if we're there, that's another thing that we got to check our fruit. We got to check and see. There's no justification. He said, Ang- be angry and sin not. Okay. That means I can not like something, but I can't hold people hostage. I can't backbite about people. I can't attack people's characters. I can't hold people uh, hostage against something that God has forgiven them for. Who am I? That part. Because one day we're going to have to give an account for all of our actions. All the things that we say and all the things that we do. We'll have to give an account. Especially those things that we have not asked the Lord to forgive us for. Because we think we're good. Dear God is love. He was love from the foundation. He's love in the middle. And he'll be love forevermore. He's always love. But in the middle of all of that. He's still going to handle the business. With love. So with that being said. I want to say. Let your tree be good fruit let your words be true to who you are and remember that if he is your lord then you ought to obey his voice if not find yourself a place to repent and ask him to be the lord of your life till next time remember I love you and God loves you as well